the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867. Or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Garden in South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. We're here at Milberger's. We're inside, so you got to come in if you want to ask your question today. And uh, but uh, it's not too bad out there. In hindsight, probably we should have been outside. Well, that's but, right. You uh, just look at Charles. Uh huh. Traces. Trace he, was he nice. He drug you out there. <laughs> it's or okay. Drug us out there. Yeah. So we're inside, but you can come on in and you can ask your gardening question in person if you got one. Lots of folks out here getting Christmas trees. Yeah, that was our as I was driving in the parking lot. Uh, it reminded me that this is December because I saw a car leaving with a Christmas tree on top. So, uh, and the lot is full of uh, good Christmas trees. Yeah, they really look nice. And Calvin's got an article in today's paper on page E3. Uh, Ocama Live Christmas Tree. Uh, yeah. From the song, in there a song, old Christmas tree, old Christmas tree. And uh, the the two trees on there don't look like they what they represent to me, but uh, <laughs> it looks it looks like it looks like a, a spruce. Yeah, yeah. A harvested tree, and that <laughs> that I guess uh, I I don't often see a uh, Arizona cypress that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, pruned up, or pruned up like that because up. we t- we talk. The article talks about Arizona cypress, and usually we don't have to prune them up much. They got a a good conical shape. Them and uh, Deodor cedar are the two uh, two pl- uh, species that we talked about. Yeah, and then of course Aleppo pine is uh, is a good uh, if you want a classic pine look. Uh, they are really. Uh, Sculpted, yeah, know, all all of them um, that are put out as live Christmas trees, yeah. they eventually get uh, to be the classic pine. Yeah, if you want to see what they look like, it's on uh, the old uh, Kelly Air Force Base. Kelly oh, Force Base, right? I can Google it too. I'm gonna Google. Uh, no, it. I look like I saw Bill Billy, and the reason I'm bringing it to our attention, it looks like he has some. Treats, oh, for us is that it was it's a, about time. You've been sending me all. Oh, there he, comes. There he is. 
He's been sending me all those pictures of his beautiful uh, orange crush tomatoes. And uh, orange crush. Yeah, and they're they're good. Uh, good pictures. And he sent me pictures of them with cucumbers. Hmm. Those long cucumbers. Does he know where we are? I don't know. I think he does. He was looking like he was moving <laughs> towards the door. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, there he is. I'll go get him. Oh, you be sure to bring him in. <laughs> Make sure you get the the plate or whatever it is, Milton. <laughs> and I I had to laugh reading Calvin's article. He talks about uh, uh let me see. That was <laughs> it. Must have been really funny. You can't even yeah, find it. Yeah. Well, uh, I had it. Oh, here it is. Oh, it's got one of the. Maybe it's a. Maybe it's a pecan pie. pie. Wow. Yeah, we got it on Plant Answers. Oh, it's pretty too. Wow. You did good. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Thank your wife too. Oh goodness. I bet she helped you make it, didn't she? You made. That's his thing. Wow. Oh man. I hope she's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Billy. See you later. Pecan. Did y'all want to ask him anything? Now, now are you, you still? You didn't bring her any uh, nice cup of coffee, did you? Ah, jeez. <laughs> are Boy. you still picking tomatoes? Uh, Billy. Yeah. Are you still picking tomatoes? Yes, I am. Oh, come on, talk to us for a sec. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have one plant that's still just loaded down. Wow. Here, just grab what is the, it? What kind is it? Okay. No, oh, no, just grab no, pick it up. There you go. You're uh, okay. You're, you're talking about orange crush? I'm Not talking orange. about orange crush. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're young. Uh, Did you have any big tomatoes? No, I didn't this year. For some reason, I didn't do any good what with them. What's the orange crush? Did they mean? Oh, mean Ruby Crush? Ruby, Ruby Crush. crush. Yeah, yeah, orange Ruby. Crush is the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's Ruby Crush. Yeah. I uh, thought maybe uh, there's just me, but it's these two, huh? Uh, no, so speak, do you, you want any pie or not, Calvin? Let's be nice if you want a little pie. Because Billy will take it with him. Oh, that's right. No, no I don't think he will. No, uh, no I'm my going stick. to uh, Actually, uh, I've been making it for 50 years. Wow. If, if you've ever been up to Stagecoach Inn in Salado, that's where I first ate them oh, years right. ago. And uh, how'd you get the recipe? Did you go back in the you know, kitchen. No, I don't really know. Uh, <laughs> I, I've had it a long time. Uh, my sister-in-law made one yesterday, uh-huh. uh, Thanksgiving, and she said I gave her the recipe in 1980. Oh my goodness! Wow! So I don't know. But, <laughs> but it wasn't as good as yours, was it? Well, I didn't. Come eat on, it. that baby. I'm, I'm like you. I'm diabetic. I didn't eat any of it. What? That doesn't stop Jerry. <laughs> I had. I'd take insulin with me to my Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't eat any. Yeah, are I you had, taking yeah. that insulin? What? Are you taking insulin for your diabetes? No, I. I I resisted, and, and finally, Ivocana. Finally, got some medication that worked. Well, oh, okay, well, good. Doing it. Yeah, they have, my, have some uh, yeah. pills and that. You, I take Jardius now. Oh, okay. And it uh, lowered mine between my last two visits by about uh, oh sixty or seventy points. Wow, that's great. I'm, I'm down to about one hundred and twenty-five or thirty now. 
Yeah. I, I, I weighed that much when I was born. <laughs> I, and I, my, my A1C dropped from 9.3 to 7.3. Look at her, him go. Yeah. You're going to give this man advice on what? Heard <laughs> about four medical? months. So I, I just resisted the injections. I, oh, okay. I didn't think I would enjoy that. So. Why? Why not? Giving yourself an injection? Yeah, right. Oh, come on. <laughs> you know, were you in the middle, World War Two veteran? Mm -hmm. yeah. Worried about a shot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've had plenty of them. You're yeah. right. You're right. Never gave myself one though. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no Somebody else did it. Well, I used to have to give my mother the oh. shot, and I think I'd rather have her give them herself than you know. <laughs> that's kind of unpleasant giving yeah. Your, yeah. your mother her. Did she fuss? Huh? Did she fuss? No, actually, I think people really get used to it. Oh yeah, I yeah. Do. Well, I'm sure you would. I have a, I have a daughter that's been doing it for 15 years, yeah. I guess. Uh, well, um, I take Invokana, and then a, then another uh, a second uh, diabetes uh, uh, medicine too. So I've never had to do insulin, and it works well. My uh, doctor is so he's a. a crazy in internal medicine person so he just gets all <laughs> excited when he reads those lab papers you know oh, yeah. oh aren't you in this so neat yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right so billy what else you growing we'll get off medical talk for a minute uh, you have, say cucumbers I have, I have poppies going ready to repair yay high oh my goodness yeah. really yeah good and blue bonnets are doing good have they come up did yeah, you well, plan yeah i've got some get big you plant them for seed? No, I got got them oh, here. Oh, you got them here. Okay, good. But they're, they're, they're different kinds. Out of the four I got, there are probably three different kinds. The uh, blue. Two, two of them are a whole lot larger than the others. Oh, oh. And, okay. and, and one of them is a darker green, and the other one's lighter green. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of hard to tell with the foliage. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I have them in in containers. Did you buy blues or uh, just all blues? Yeah. Well, okay, I think that's, that's I, I think that's all you had when I got. Oh, yeah, it was, it was not. Well, maybe not. I don't We've know. We've had a red and red maroon. Yeah. You know, you know the, another wildflower that's come started coming up is blue curl. Now I noticed that it was. <laughs> I was com complaining to Jerry that I, uh, in the vegetable garden, it's I've been having difficult protecting the um, the carrots and the beets and everything. I don't know if birds are getting or what it is, but. Not germinating very well, but and then the next thing is all the blue curl and the larkspur and everything is doing <laughs> yeah. fine. They, I guess, they just uh, perfect weather for adapted that. the moisture yeah. and cool temperatures. Okay, well, Billy. Well, thank, thank you, Billy. Thank, thank you so much. For thinking about us, and I'm sorry I put your wife on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I just thought it would be. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think I thought yeah. it would be. Uh, Correct to do that, you know, uh, politically correct. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, and he's so very I know, careful. he's so sensitive about <laughs> <Yeah>. political correctness. <laughs> hey. Well, there's always a first, and so apparently this was it. And, we were, uh, well, and there's always accidents, too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> They've changed political correctness since I was a young man. So did you have a nice Thanksgiving? I did. Did you? Uh, and my, my uh, granddaughter uh -huh. made me two pies. Oh, my goodness. One... Well, made everybody two pies. One was the pecan pie, uh, famous pecan pie, with your warning in there. Well, luckily, she didn't burn the okay burn the nuts off of that. Bit. 
But uh, and uh, uh, my my uh, Tennessee a lemon icebox pie too. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's another popular one. on PlantAnswers.com. Yeah, that's the one that uh, I didn't know. I never heard the term zest. Yeah. Oh, really? You didn't know what zest was? I didn't was? know what that okay. was. And yeah. <laughs> I, the lemon zest. I, when I tasted it, it was like, and we made my mother made the lemon icebox pie weekly. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they're so easy to make, and uh, but uh, this our friend there uh, used to be a agent in extension service, lady agent, and uh, she made a lemon icebox pie. Brought it over to us. When I tasted that thing, I said, "What in the hell did you do different? This is wonderful." And I said, "Well." I don't know. You know how cooks are like. She was an old timey cook. I said, "Okay, I'm I'm coming over and watch you make this. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what you're doing different." And she said, as she got through mixing it all up, and then she said, uh, "Then we put some zest in it." You're and thinking said, soap? Yeah, that's what I, that's exactly. <laughs> what I, I said soap. <laughs> that can't be right. And she said. No. No fool. <laughs> right, pretty close. <laughs> she would tell you that pretty quick. Uh, she was tough. Uh, but uh, that's where I learned about zest. And uh, I guess I was the only one in the world that didn't know what zest was. That's a skin, take some mm-hmm. skin off the uh, lemon. And uh, when we were testing uh, Mr. Moy's lemon, that he bred, uh, I think it was your wife found out that it doesn't make zest, it doesn't have good zest. Oh, that's interesting. Something. Because it was crossed with a, I guess, with a lemon and a, a satsuma. So. But it, it's, it's wonderful in terms of the primary taste. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't have that potent zest. Zest. That right. <laughs> some people use. Yeah. So 210-308-8867, you can call us and uh, tell us what's going on in yes. your uh, garden. and uh, I'll get some in a minute. But the, uh, well, before we go to break, um, we have got lots of rain in the past couple days. Well, uh, how much did we get? I don't know. It seemed like it was raining a lot. No, we yeah. didn't? No. looked like a half an inch the day before yesterday. Oh, and maybe today? And a I think at least a half. Yeah, it was like you were talking about earlier. It was, it was, this morning it was heavy, but uh, when I went to walk the dog this morning, it was just misty and blowing. Um, The (laughs) the weather forecast, I think I'll get it uh, here in in a second, but I don't think it calls for much just throughout the day, sprinkles throughout the day. But uh, what about the cold? Did did that, did, what, what, what got lost if uh, they didn't cover it and stuff? Nothing. Really? Good. No. It didn't get it didn't get cold. It got to like thirty nine, uh, didn't it? Some, some things like uh, coral vine are and uh, shut down. They've shut down. Yeah, right? the the blooms are almost non existent. They they have, they didn't freeze back or anything, but it just you can really see the retreat of the the blooms. Um, another thing, the porterweed too. Oh, mm-hmm. it got kind of yeah. They're they're really sensitive to. I didn't realize they're as sensitive as they're showing. Laura wouldn't know if we should bring in our container of uh, of uh, Laura Bush petunias, and no. I said, "Nah, 
they're tough. It was, it was selected for heat and, and cold. cold tolerance. Yeah, and they look fine. I was telling Jerry that, uh, you know, we've been talking about, I went ahead and bought well, a six-pack six of uh, the, the plants we got yeah. here, and uh, I hadn't seen, until this week, I hadn't seen any of my normal. Yeah. Suddenly, they're everywhere. <laughs> they're cute they, little things yeah, when they, they come just, up, aren't they? This, this uh, cool weather really stimulated. Huh. What about you know? What about Crawford lettuce? Are you seeing any? I'm cr- not seeing that. I'm okay. not seeing any Crawford lettuce. Maybe yet. it just disappeared, Calvin. Maybe you won't have yeah. any this year. And I'll, I'll show you all a picture. Um, my ivy. We have ivy in a container, and it just it just looks like it's beaten up. I don't know what the problem is. Y'all could kind of look at that and see if you can figure oh, out no. figure out what's causing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. What that is, but uh-huh. I, I've got this West Island, these Westies that will uh-huh. take care of that. <laughs> oh, okay. We may hire them. You should, you should rent them out. Yes, it's. Uh, we came home and we we kept looking at it. It's like, what is wrong with this thing? It just doesn't. Leave. And this, what you can't see over the radio is there's a cat. Black sitting, cat. Yeah, it's it's gray. It's J oh, J the gray, and J J is sitting on top of the. Uh, the ivy, the whole well, that, pot. That's not going to hurt it. Okay, no, probably it not. It just smash it down. It just smashes it down. Maybe it like plants it. And and if you're lucky, it breaks some stems off. Oh, okay. Because they'll come back big time. That's the plant that people have and grows over the. Uh, if you have it next to a window or something, oh yeah, it'll grow over the tops of the window and over refrigerators and. I knew people that. Had it growing, they built little um, shelves that, that lined their home and would run it all across uh, the house. There you go. I mean, from one thing that was over the kitchen sink, it went past the kitchen, into the living room, through the living room, around go. the living room. That's it. Into the, uh, the den. And, yeah. and uh, the thing about that is it's good for people that uh, don't remember to water their plants. Oh. Or go on vacations and don't water their plants. They come back and that stupid thing, that long vine will be wilted down. You think it's dead. Put some water on it. Bam. Here it comes, comes back. back up. Oh, quick. Hide that pie. All right. Yeah. yeah Tracy <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to. Oh, that's right. You can't. Oh, you can. You're off the dial. All right. Woohoo. All right. You should celebrate with this. We <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and if if we get a chance, we'll talk to Trace right after this. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m., The Answer, 210-308-8867. Who in the hell is that? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll pick that out. 210-308-8867. Get a grip, son. 210-308-8867. Real quick, uh, it's Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. If it's bugging you, uh, whether it's a bug or a furry critter that's up in the attic spider-man termite and pest control can help you get rid of it they do a great job they've been doing this since 1976 and uh they are the people that 
uh, often are times the last pest control company people use because they, they do it right and they look at the problem holistically. So they not only treat what's, what's causing the problem, like the mosquitoes or the roaches, uh, they find out where they're coming in, why you get, why you're having them, and they help you treat that too. Spider-Man Termite and, and Pest Control, go SpiderManPest.com, go SpiderManPest.com, 210-656-3721. All right, give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace is with us. Let's see, let me turn Good your morning. Mic up, Trace. Good morning, how you doing? Not too bad. All right, you got, you got all the trees in now? It looks like it. Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. No, it's there are lots of trees. Uh, and then it looks like there's maybe fewer living Christmas trees. It looks oh, like we sold so- a bunch this week. Yeah, I bet. Um, including the uh, the pines that Jerry was pining on about. Pining over, yes. Yes, and I thought so. I, thought they, I didn't see them either. So that's great. Well, good. And uh, what else is going on? What else is here? Well, we finally heard about our live reason garland, so that we're expecting that to be Wednesday. Oh, good. Okay, because you, you're all actually one of the few places that, that has that each year at the it, live. It is, and uh, for some reason, historically they're a week early. Well, now they're going to be a week late. Okay, but that's cool. That and then, and next week would be a good time to come get them on the fourth, uh, because it's the uh, yeah, it's that event the holiday thing. celebration here yeah. at Millburgs, the open house. Yeah, the go. Christmas open house. Santa's going to be here, the choo-choo. Yep. Uh, and uh, is he going to let us sit on his lap, you know, the last, just the uh, same Santa you had last year? No, sir. Mm-hmm. There, there is a Santa shortage. There's oh, a, okay. So and this is a new-to-us Santa. Okay. Uh-oh. Maybe he'll let us sit on his lap. It may be because Jerry tried to sit on his lap. Uh, I, I think that would be the reason why he... Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> at least that's what the lawyer said. Hey. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Santa, pictures with Santa? Yes. Yeah, very cool. We can't ride the train. We can't sit on the We did make a, uh, a, what I think is our best picture-taking area uh, oh, good. for Christmas ever. Where is it? It's over by where the train station was. Oh, okay. So the girls found, like, a, for lack of a better word, a very large wreath, probably 60 inches, 72 inches, decorated it, and they suspended it in the in air. Wow. So that the people can stand behind it, and their picture is three. There the you go. Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> okay. That'll yeah. be neat. Yeah. And people do that every year. People oh, come bet. and get their Christmas tree here every year. It's it's like a, a tradition. I mean, there are people who were here at last year's annual open house that will be here again at yep. this year's annual open and house. We've, we've got people that even travel all the way from Austin to get their Christmas tree just to – because they've done it so many years. Mm-hmm. And we carry Nordmans, which most people Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the specialness of Nordmans? Well, for so people that are allergic to Christmas trees, uh, Nordman doesn't have the fragrance. So mm-hmm. you're far less likely to have a reaction. To that than you would any of the other Christmas trees. Hmm. Yeah, and so it's uh, and it's a big, it's very popular in it's Europe. A, it's, and yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful fir. In fact, I think it came in better looking than every other tree we got. This really? Year. How interesting. And then, um, of course, you have the uh, the Frasers. Is that right? We got Frasers and we got Nobles. And which one is the most popular one? Fraser is the most popular. Okay. Okay. Very yeah. cool. That's and all a, different sizes. Yeah, when I stored in water. Yeah, when I pulled in in our parking lot, like I said, I saw somebody leaving in a car with a Christmas tree on top. I also saw a fellow walking out with nothing but the Christmas tree stand. He had bought the stand and not there wasn't a tree on it. Oh, he may have. 
Pretty mm-hmm. pretty sure that he's doing an exchange. So yeah. we, we did things different this year since we had there's less bodies. Oh. It's hard to hire anybody. Okay. And uh, so we're doing all the pickups down at the end of the parking lot, which means all the exchanges happen down at the end of the parking lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean exchange? Yeah. What do you mean by exchange? Well, when they so, – Oh, you mean – Right. When they buy a stand from us, they can bring it back every year, and we'll give them a tree that's already stood and take their stand and put it back on another tree. There you go. Okay. But to make things easier, we did everything all in one spot. So all the trees, when they're sold, instead of us taking them to the car, we're putting them in the drive through Okay. And then the kids load them up down there, and they do the exchange and the no stand. All that stuff happens in one spot. But the stands will already be on there. If right, yeah, yeah, the stands are on all of our trees. But yeah. th- this, what you saw, was an exchange. Oh, so okay, the so ki- he brings it in. The kids have to. The kids have to take the the stand as an exchange. So we keep okay, a, keep everything in one spot. <laughs> uh, poinsettias. We got them. Yep. World of poinsettias. Mm-hmm. What kind of colors besides the, the red? Oh, I saw something look like uh, Picasso, I think, was in there. There was some very unusual 10-inch pots of mixed colors hmm. uh, oh. with, the mm. small, with the smaller bracts on them and uh, whites and pinks. And there's some really cool ones that Peter bought in this year. Cool. Any of the trees, <laughs> the little poinsettias, the taller ones? No. Okay. No. Okay. The, uh, and then uh, Christmas cactus, you mentioned that. We do, and those are on sale. Oh. 20% off. Did I miss that? I guess so. Oh, it did. Okay. Uh, That's do, pretty cool. We do still have uh, Norfolk Pines and Aleppo Pines and Stone Pines, Cedar Deodora, Leland Cypress. If you could use it as a living Christmas tree, we probably got it. Yeah, and there's uh, the article in the, as Jerry mentioned, the article in Express News talks about live Christmas trees. Yeah. And uh, Jerry and I have quite often mentioned the Arizona Cy- Cypress and the Deodor Cedar and also the Aleppo Pine. But and there are lots of, lots of other choices, too. And we'll talk to Paul in a second. I don't want him to wait okay. too long. But also, let's bring up the idea about the gift card. Uh, it's a great idea, especially for a gardener in your you, world. You Was that your idea, Matthew? We may, no. not, we may oh. not have exactly what you want to give them now, <laughs> but they know what they want later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the other thing is ha- half the fun here at Millburgers is to, to kind of cruise through the uh, through the nursery, and especially now with the kind of the uncertainty on the supply situation. They have to make a make a decision, and it's kind of a neat decision to have to make. But well, should I use it up now, or can I take my time mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, use it a little later? Yeah. And no, it's it's a really versatile one. In fact, y'all can even Ship them out. We can. We do. Yep. So you can call the nursery at 210-497-3760 and have a, a, uh, a Christmas a gift card sent to somebody. Um, we'll keep talking about stuff here at the nursery, but help us with Paul at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Paul, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? How are you gentlemen doing? I just We're doing to great. Ask a couple of qu- great, great. I just wanted to ask a couple of questions. First of all, my elephant ears. They're still green. They're still alive, and I want to keep them alive. And then um, the other thing is I laid down a pellet of carpet grass. How can I keep it going, keeping it green without dying before March? When did you lay? When did you put your St. Augustine down? My carpet grass? It would say it's St. Augustine, days. yeah. Yeah, uh, I put it down a couple of days ago. I mean, oh, okay. I know nothing about gardening. 
<laughs> well, that's all right. The only thing I know, the only thing I know about gardening is water it, miracle grow, and that's it. There you go. <laughs> well, and it's it's uh, it's not. I think there is an advantage if you can keep it green, but that's not a disaster if it yeah. goes dormant. Because we in, right. in the old days we used to talk about the, we'd always expect the San Augustine grass yeah. to go dormant, yeah. and then it would uh, well, as long as you too, kept it to... uh, pressed down there and watered, it would green up in the spring. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. But uh, do, so, don't I? I hope we won't have a as hard a freeze as we did last year. But usually it occurs. Uh, all the big, really hard freezes have occurred around a week of Christmas, Christmas mm. Day, and uh, but and so you've got a uh, thirty days or more uh-huh. uh, to get that root system established. Uh, so don't just just keep it moist, uh, and uh, it it'll be all right even through the freeze. Can I add a little bit of, uh, they told me to put a little bit of soap on and, and, and it's supposed to bring it up and all that. What? Soap? Who in the hell told you that? Yeah, don't listen to that person. Unless <laughs> so. it's your wife. It's your wife. He's you old. Listen. listen to her. If you want to, if you want to use the soap, uh, just go out there naked and uh, take, a, take a bath, take a little shower out there in your garden. <laughs> I like that. Well, did, well, did, okay. they, did they explain what why what they were trying yeah, to accomplish? Yeah, what was the idea with, with the soap? They said it had phosphorus in in the soap, phosphorus. and that was good. Yeah, yeah, you, I don't you, know. you need to not listen to those people anymore. Now we use we use soap for a lot of things in terms of making oh insecticides work better and so other surfactants. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but I don't think I've heard of it, using I it think, as a uh, yeah, stimulator. I think that that bathing naked on the well, Okay, but so anyway, probably. gentlemen, I, I, I just wanted to say I do thank you for your show. It's very informative. Keep it up. Keep your health up, and God bless. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Well, good luck on your lawn. Did we help Paul with his elephant ears? No, we didn't. That's what I Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's help All him right, with that. So are your elephant ears in a pot or in the ground? Paul, are you there? All right, Trace, All right, I so think we're, we're going to wing this. Let's, okay, let's wing it. If it's in a pot, move it in and out for the cold. If they're in the ground, then let God do what God's going to do, and they'll freeze down and normally come back out again. Or you can dig them up, let them dry back to the bulb, store them, and then replant next year. And they'll have smaller ears next year because uh, elephant ears uh they need a certain type of weather, and especially uh, nights, to store nutrients in the bulb. So the bulb is big as as big as it's going to get when you plant it in Texas. But uh, it'll it'll still have elephant ears on it, uh, leaf foliage, but the foliage won't will not be as well, they, big. Uh, as it is was. that what we call it baby elephant ears? Yeah, or? that's babies. Baby elephant walk, sir. Okay. All right. 210-308-8867. Robert, I, my, my, I apologize ahead of your question uh, because my phone died. So I don't know when you sent the picture, uh, but I, I've got to charge it while we're doing the show in a minute. 
And, uh, I know. You always have your phone charged. I know. I don't, don't know why I died. Don't you remember when we did the phone uh, <laughs> uh, from uh, Fertile Fertile Garden? Oh, right yeah. There, on yeah. top of the manure yeah. pile? Yeah, but that was a landline <laughs> where we ran 200 <laughs> feet of wire to the top of the compost pile. Well, let's see if we can, uh, but we got Trace here to help you, too. I remember your your uh, your question. Robert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Fine, yourself? Fine, thank you. When did you send the tree, the picture? Uh, just a while ago. Okay, I'll go I'll go run. While you talk to the guys, I'll go run and get my cord and then uh, see if I can't, uh, um, see if they can't figure it out. You were the one that wanted the, the he had the small leaves and the, so n- now he's he's not has his, doesn't have his phone charged. Yeah, he doesn't have the picture, and now he's going to run away and abandon. I'm going to run. Yeah, that's, that's my goal. Jerry, Jerry doesn't mind. He's gives gonna, him a chance to keep talking. Yeah, he's yeah. Give you the, the answer to you guys. Oh, do you do you have the answer to what it was? Well, like I said, I I've been, I've been all over the places with whoever sells trees. What is it? What kind of trees is? Because I want to plant some more trees. And nobody knows. Nobody it's knows what kind of tree. tree it is. Yeah, it's not what. It's not well, a cedar tree. No, I think they were saying it was cedar elm. Yeah. Yeah, because describe it for Trace, and then I'll go get my stuff. Uh, well, that's why I I sent a picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we apologize for our. Uh... Well, if it's a cedar elm, it's going to have a small leaf. Uh, Roughly the same size as a live oak, but it's going to have like a sandpapery feel to the mm-hmm. leaf. The leaf, yeah. Uh, and the leaves are starting to fall on a lot of They, they are, and uh, the younger growth tends to have like wings on the stem, and right. uh, the older growth, uh, you don't see that as much. But uh, a young, no, this, young the, branch, the, you see the, these wings. The, the leaves are no no bigger than your, your pinky finger. Yeah. That fits. And they're, are, the, are, the they, are, are they not, showing any yellow color yet? Yes, they're showing just a little bit of yellow. Okay. Well, it sure sounds like it. Uh, how, t- how tall? How tall? I know you told us this a few weeks ago, but how tall? Fifty is footer. That's probably fifty footer. Yeah, yeah, that sure sounds like. What? Um, who couldn't answer that at a nursery or? Uh, the the nurses at the. The stores, the the, the Walmart and the, the oh, other ones. Okay, quit it. That's why. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it sure sounds like us. Uh, uh, Cedar Elm. We'll, yeah. we'll verify when Milton finds his picture. <laughs> well, we've got to charge the phone. And if yeah. it's let's proceed as if it's Cedar Elm. Um, it'll be dropping those leaves. It's deciduous, and then it'll come back and in the spring. Grows a, grows at least as fast as a live oak does, mm-hmm. and gets bigger than a live oak in most sites. It's a good, it's a really good choice. It's a, na- for, it's a native tree too, yeah. so uh, good choice know, for this area. You see a lot of them in naturally in the uh, creek bottoms, where the the moisture and the soil might be deeper than it would be anywhere else. So, and I it's, also, uh, tend to, it's, I also, I'm sorry. What? One of the. Uh, I'm sorry. It's one I of the choice. I another picture. Okay. Oh. All right. Because uh, 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 I wanted to know, uh, in, in regards to the description of the this uh, um, mass crane, 
What? The mask crane. Mask crane. Hmm. That's what he says here, the name of the plant. Uh, you lost me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They, they said the name of the plant was what? The name of the plant is mass cane. Mass cane. Just a Dracaena oh. is what you're, you're referring to. So it's a Massingiana. They abbreviate Massingiana cane. So a lot of people call that a corn plant. Uh, yeah. Large, yeah, you, large yeah, long green got leaves the, with yellow got, strips. Yeah, he got leaves like a corn plant. Yeah, so that's that's a that's the real name for a corn plant, is Dracaena okay. massingiana. So, yeah. yeah, well, the yeah, yeah the description of the plant is it, in in this uh, the paper and it says a mass cane. So I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's all right. So that's that's just uh, somebody abbreviating Dracaena massingiana. Okay. <laughs> I love it okay. when Trace talks dirty like that. <laughs> it starts going like that. <laughs> <laughs> My question right, is, how high, uh, I mean, uh, is, is, is it how high do they go? Well, in Central America where they're from, <laughs> the probably trees. 30, 40 feet. Yeah. Um, pot size is going to limit it dramatically. And if it's a cane, then what they do is uh, they go cut these two, three, four-foot canes out of these huge trees. They ship them bare root, so just as a cutting, to Florida. Florida pots them, gets them to root, gets them to leaf out, and then sells them across the United States. Almost every house plant sold in the United States has gone through Florida. Is, it, is this a good uh, time to plant it outside? Take it out there and put it in the ground? There's never a good time to put that in the ground. So it doesn't freeze in Central America. So uh, uh, 32 degrees, that thing's dead. 40 40 degrees is unhappy. (laughs) 32 degrees is dead. Yeah, right. So if it's in a container, he should leave it in there? Always leave it in a pot. And they are shallow-rooted. So you can legitimately leave a huge plant in a smaller pot and not affect it any. No, oh, okay. Think that, like last winter would have killed it outside. Uh, uh, it, it killed it in my greenhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so I guarantee you, at six degrees, it's, it was uh, it was toast. <laughs> okay. Um, in regards it's to, the, I'll plant. be listening to the I'll be listening to the radio for the answer in regards to the cedar and elm. Okay, and I got my phone. It's charging to get to the. No, it's charging. We're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, no. one way or another. Did you describe it? Uh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Did you Did you think it was cedar elm too? Could, could be. Yeah. Okay. All right, Robert. We'll We'll tell you as soon as I can get this going. We're going to take a quick break. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Robert. All right, take a quick break. Be back in a moment. Oh, nice. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's, that that's baby elephant walk. Uh, All right, back in a moment on nine thirty a.m. This is the answer. Ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. On Christmas Day in the morning. And what was in those ships all three? And on welcome Christmas back to Millburgers Gardening, South Christmas Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210 308 8867. 
Again, one more reminder, and then uh, uh, about Wild Birds Unlimited, if you uh, want to give the gift of nature to your family, to your grandkids, to whatever, uh, Wild Birds Unlimited can help you attract birds to your yard uh, through feeders, through uh, different uh, birdhouses, and through excellent advice. Uh, go visit the one there at Northwest Military and Hebner Road. And we, we mentioned this, and I like mentioning it because I like comparing it to Millburgers in that uh, you're, it, you're, you know, it sounds cliche to say you're treated like family, but they, you know, it's kind of cool when you come in here once, you deal with Mary, let's say. I saw a review online that talked about how great Ed was. I mean, people know who the staff is. Uh, they know who the staff is at Wild Birds Unlimited. It's Bill, and it's Kyle, it's Keith, it's all the guys over there. And they help you out each time. So go by and visit them, Northwest Military and Hebner Road, uh, 479 Bird. Another place where the gift certificate is yeah. one, of, one of the best uh, presents to get somebody for the holidays. Yep. Uh, and uh, they've got some prepackaged stuff, too. So if you want to send something to somebody, it's just a matter of buying it, giving them the address, and it goes. It's already done, and it's like one big kit ready to roll, like a hummingbird feeder type thing with everything that you need. So... 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Trace is with us still, so that's good. And uh, what else should we talk about, too? We talked about the event next Saturday. Uh, we talked about all the Christmas trees, the living and fresh cut that are here, the poinsettias, the Christmas cactus, lots of good stuff here. That's a new thing on the sales items. What? Yeah, I never had before. Uh-oh. Camellia. You're looking at You printed an old ad. That's last year's ad. Huh? That's last year's ad. Well, I, I don't know how you got last year's yeah. ad. Yeah, it's on the web page. Last year's ad. <laughs> Sorry, you don't have well, camellias. So, so I, well, I do have camellias. Yes, they're not okay. on. They're not on sale. And so <laughs> when I do, uh, like I did that for that ad, I had to book them in advance. But there weren't that many, so I couldn't do the ad. Okay. But there's two distinct. Types of camellias. Yeah. There's ones that bloom for fall, and there's ones that bloom early spring. I can never remember the difference. One's Sandanqua, or Sasanqua, <laughs> and the other one's Japonica. So yeah. one of them I have now, and the other one I'll bring in in January. Okay. Uh, they probably wouldn't be blooming now, would they? They're budded up. Huh? They're budded? Yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> budded. Okay, I'm sorry. They're probably not. I know they're, and of course, we've... Uh, haven't mentioned, I don't think, the the flowers yeah. that are in bloom here right now. Of course, cyclamen are, yeah. are wonderful. Snapdragons, there's uh, uh, some of the larger snapdragons and also uh, also the smaller snapdragons. And, then, of course, every kind of, every color of pansy that you can imagine. And uh, some of the... Uh, what are the small ones called, Jaron? Johnny Jones. Or uh, the violas? Violas, yeah. Yeah. If you got, if you got uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hanging baskets or small containers, mm -hmm. which a lot of us do on our patios, you just can't beat those uh, violas and Johnny Jump Ups. They're just, they uh, just perform very well and they're very attractive in every color you can think oh, of. Oh, yeah. They've come out with, you know, when they first came out, that's why, that's why I still call them Johnny Jump Ups. They were called Johnny Jump Ups. How long has that been? Like, uh, 15, 20 years ago? <laughs> long time. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about them that I don't know if these new hybrids have, 
is those giant jump-ups would recede year after year. So uh, if you planted them, you'd, you'd get them some next yeah. year, too. Yeah, well, I, not- I noticed that I, d- I do that every year, and uh, I notice that uh, they do. Depending on the timing, I've got some that have come oh, okay. uh, come out now, too. But the, the, uh, the really, the, the neat thing, too, is that every year there seems like there's some new colors. Oh, yeah. They've got a dark purple out there. I guess it's purple. Milton said it was something else when we were walking I out. Did. Well, when it, we were Milton's walking. an Englishman. Yeah, I I, I'm a guy. I don't know color. But anyway, it's purple, it's red. of colors, and then they've got some solid yellow. Pretty. Yeah. And, of course, you've got the the major ch- choice between the um, dark, the dark-faced mm-hmm. and then the clear-faced. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you, if you think about it, you think, oh, the clear-faced is... It's got to be much more attractive. Now, I have to admit, it's really attractive, especially <laughs> some of the colors. But um, for some reason, people like that orange one over there. But I don't, no, no. But no, it looks great. But that uh, that dark face, that, I mean, it's got that black circle in the middle. Yeah. And boy, that's that's hard to beat, too, because it matches with the, the p- pink, the orange, yeah. the, the blues, and all those purples that are out there. Yeah, now, of course... It outblooms number of blooms. It outblooms uh, pansies, but of course the pansy blooms are are larger. And but when you when you when you count the blooms on a Johnny Jump, I mean a viola, and then c- compare them to the number of blooms on the pansy, I think the uh, uh, viola will beat it. The pansy. And the thing about the uh, about pansies and violas. That whole family, uh, all, we almost never have to worry about them getting any freeze damage. Hmm. They right. they go. You, you plant them; they're in full bloom, and they'll be in full bloom until May. And uh, they got a little bit of. I always n- notice they got you know the sun in the uh, winter sky mm-hmm. kind of shifts, and that doesn't phase them either. They they, no. they will take advantage of whatever sun that's available. <laughs> But I, they were they're plant they're using them in uh, have been using them for years in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and it gets much colder there than it does here usually. Uh, but uh, now they've switched over to your fl- the uh, cyclamen cyclamens, which I think is dangerous uh, because they're gonna freeze up in Memphis. But for a little while, they're they put on a show in in Tennessee. You suppose you have some obligation to send them Jerry's warning up there in Memphis? <laughs> well, no, I, of course they probably he spent a little time up there. I think. Right, yeah, he, and I think they experience. probably that's why he's down here. Is probably they, want, they don't want to hear from him. I anymore. heard he was bathing in his grass. He was taking a little shower with that dawn out <laughs> yeah. in his grass, and they said, "You know, sir, you're going to need to leave the state." I happen, <laughs> I happen to have a little ride up here in front of me. Uh huh. Oh dear. From Neil's Ferry. Oh dear. Oh man. <laughs> Talking about cyclamen. It said uh, when I was a kid, reading every catalog and garden book I could find, they all warned that cyclamen liked heavy soils, as in clay. I don't know why that came up. 
Well, I have to admit, though, that in, in the container, that soil in Cyclamen is about three times as heavy as is that right? for normal, yeah. And that they required really cool temperatures, 50 to 55 degrees. <laughs> then, and I, I wondered about this, and then a new word came into the mix, hardy. Hardy cyclamen, as in hardy to the winter cold. But how much cold could they stand? I asked a lot of growers before I put my neck out on the line, and what I kept hearing was high 20s, light freezes. That's what we talk about. And they need to be uh, covered uh, when it's going to be. If they, Of course, I always tell people, uh, when the weatherman says it's going to be 35, it's either going to be 25 or 45, one of the, one the two. Especially those who live out in the in the hill country, which we broadcast to, and uh, those who might live in a low area or next to a creek. Uh, uh, next to a creek, yeah, because it'll get colder there. Uh, uh, but sometimes, sometimes, as I always try to counter or man- mention to you, the, a lot of times the cyclamen we plant are in a sheltered location. That's true. They're in the shade, and they're close. A lot of them are close to the house. So we've kind of compromised on 30 degree and doesn't really need to be a heavy. That insulate worked really great. If you yeah. you pre-measure it, have it ready for action, and roll it out when the 30 degree is forecast. He says, don't put your indoor plants beneath uh, hot air registers or beside fireplaces. And don't leave your outdoor plants outside when a hard freeze is expected. But uh, he, I, I was, I was amazed at that uh, putting cyclamen in heavy soils as cl- in clay. Yeah, I don't think that's I, weird. I, I think they, it's not a clay like, but it is a kind of a. Uh, almost a fabric, uh, mm-hmm. like like the potatoes. You know how we they grow yeah. potatoes in that heavy mm-hmm. kind of peat. What is it? A peaty soil kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. And so that that may be it'd be interesting to explore what that what that uh, cyclamen soil is like. Well, the Used thing you really yeah. you really notices is much heavier than our yeah. typical. Hi, Kevin. I'll remind you, this is from Niels Berry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said, right, Milton? No, no, no. <laughs> I've heard you criticize Neil before, and now I'm just confused. He says, uh, give, give them bright light. You may read that in Calvin's article that cyclamen won't tolerate direct sunlight, but that's during the summer. You won't be keeping your plants through the summer, hopefully, because it's certainly not easy to do. So that won't be a factor. Give them sunlight in the winter. But they will tolerate shade, I guess. No, no, I don't think any blooming plant does as well in the shade as it does in the sun. Yeah, I just don't. I always uh, just plant me, pure, purely in the this shade. Is, this is Neil's Okay. 
Hey, Robert, I'm not seeing what you sent, so can you send it again to Milton at KLUP.com? Milton at KLUP.com. I'm sorry, Robert. It's just not popping up yet. So, well, all right. I guess so after you let it die. Well, no. I got, I'm looking at my emails, and it's not, it's not here yet. So Looking in your trash. I did. I looked at spam. I looked at everything. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. Robert, send it again. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up in just a moment. Live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And, of course, you're listening to 930 AM. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number is 210-308-8867. Has some good questions today. Again, Robert, um, I'm not seeing the picture. I'll keep looking. But uh, I don't think the picture went through for some reason. So try again, Milton at KLUP.com. And uh, all right, so let's see. We were talking well, about some other. Yeah, one thing about he wrote about cyclamen. Neil? Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many, how many cyclamen has Neil bought? Uh, I imagine quite a few. Well, this, this quite... man, the cyclamen, <laughs> uh, you, were, you were recognized and honored by the cyclamen council, weren't there you? There you go. Just for all the all the stuff that you bought, <laughs> they named a cyclamen after you for a while, didn't there you they? Go. But yeah. Neil was uh, I know. good at fine tuning too, though. Oh, okay, I was just trying to defend. <laughs> he's got a. We've got a little difference in basic philosophy. He's he's a since, kind since, of like a. Since Jerry threw you under the bus, I was just yeah. trying to defend you. <laughs> <laughs> and you have I bought a lot of cyclamen. <laughs> I don't. I don't think uh, Neil is into uh, wildlife management. Responsibilities in a landscape as much as I am, but he likes a manicured, manicured yard mm. for sure. Yeah, I was okay. Here it is. Uh, I've often wondered about how you water them. Do you, how do you fertilize them, cyclamen, or if you fertilize? Them. Not much. Yeah, he said uh, if you're growing them in pot, patio pots outdoors, apply a water-soluble houseplant fertilizer. One or two times between now and mid-spring, when they run their course. So he's only talking about one or two times, probably every month or six weeks, right? Yeah, that'd be one or two times. Yeah, I like to do. I like to use the um, osmico. Well, osmo. Yeah, osmocote. Is well, what I use that at the beginning, and then I don't. And I also like at least one time, two times to use uh, miracle. There's a soluble, yeah, the yeah. soluble fertilizer. Okay, that's about right. I'm not sure if I've I notice a real reaction from it, but uh, so you may you may not be a, a much of an advantage to do a lot of fertilization. Mm. All right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else is... I got a wonderful note from uh, our lady up in Canyon Lake, hmm. north of Canyon Lake. 
And, uh, you know, she's the one that brought the plants down. Oh, good. Uh, Did you get them? I got them. Oh, phew. And they were, I don't know what Trace and all of them were talking about. They look real bad. They said they look real bad. I said, hell no. <laughs> uh, they they were dug in clumps. Oh. And uh, uh, I, I put the clumps in the ground, watered them in real well, and uh, lo and behold, they were blooming, had some blooms on them. Wow. Uh, in two days. What are, are we talking blue bonnets or what? No, we're talking... Uh, uh, panic flocks. Panic flocks. Oh, really? Don't tell people where you live because they'll come get them. <laughs> yeah, what, what is the deal? Did, is, is there, now, we're kind of getting at the end of the season on panic flocks. So. Yeah, but, you know, we've been telling everybody if you want to divide your oh, yeah. perennials now, oh. and that's what she did. Oh, okay. She just she had big clumps of them, and she dug me some pieces out. Boy, they respond in a, a container. With uh, good potting soil, they really yeah, yeah. they really fill it up pretty fast. And so, and so I planted uh, every place that my son could dig a hole in my yard, which is very few and far between. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we had to dig where I had had potting mix for thirty, forty years, and uh, <laughs> so he dug some holes for me, and we planted them. Uh, the front yard and backyard, and I wrote her and told her I appreciated her uh, thinking of me and going to all that trouble. She said, uh, "Thanks for your kind words. I worried about their condition from the time I dug and the time you received them. I tried to coordinate digging and delivery uh, around our San Antonio doctor's appointment." Uh, says I know. You can work your magic to revive them. They didn't need reviving. Now they they look pretty bad at this time of the year. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a normal. They're kind of going dormant. Yeah. So and that's what was happening. Now they weren't wilted or dead or. or yeah, whatever. Were they showing any foliage? Yellowing. Yellowing. Yeah, okay. a little bit yellowing. Uh, and then she says, "Love, love." Love y'all's weekend show oh. for 25 years. Goodness. Wow, did she she watched it even when it wasn't on. <laughs> uh, she was pretty close. <laughs> Carrie. You and Philip were doing it for a while. Yeah. Let's see, but I kind of was. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe 24. <laughs> but She says she carries a transistor radio around oh, with me in the garden. So I can hear every word. Hmm. Do you want to tell us her first name so we can thank her or no? No. Okay. She well, knows th- who she is. She's well, thank you. Thank you. North of Canyon Lake. Thanks, Canyon Lake. <laughs> she don't want people coming over to the house. Oh, I know, especially if she's got a, and she's if they think she has fanic flocks, <laughs> they're going to be over at that house. Now, that, what a switch, because he drug all those people over to Evelyn's place. Yeah, <laughs> to pick up their horse herb. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, she's the one that took, sent me some wonderful pictures of uh, the Laura Bush petunias. Oh. That I put on under the Laura Bush petunia write-up at the end of it with her name, Milton. Oh, dear. So it's on plantanswers.com. Okay. But uh, she... Yes, beautiful <laughs> pictures of volunteer panic flocks. I mean, Laura, Laura Bush, Bush. petunias. 
of which there's one container left. Yeah, it's it's fighting. It's uh, <laughs> looks great. It's like got lots well, of blooms on it. One flat, it's a little right? leggy. Uh, one one carton. Yeah, uh, one six pack. Six pack. Yeah. Well, let's mention too, as long as you brought that up, that the the spinach list looks wonderful, and then oh, the stocks. They've got uh, finally that we've got some six packs of stocks in. Oh, good. And boy, do they look good. Is that right? Wow. Nice foliage. You're not yeah. blooming yet, but that's that's even better. Yeah. Well, I've got a tip since Trace is not in here. As I was walking in down toward the sales where, where you pay, pay, sales booth where you pay, uh, and I saw some, it looked like quarts of stock. Yeah. And they were blooming. And the neat thing about that is uh, you can pick out the doubles from the, from the singles. And the doubles, are, are, uh, the doubles blooms have, uh, are better for cut flowers, of course. And they're also better if you dry them for dry flowers. Oh. And so... There's a lot of singles out there, and a few, and a few doubles in those quart sizes, which are cheaper than the other stocks that he gave. Are you serious? Yeah, because they were they were pretty. The quarts were pretty darn expensive. Yeah, uh, the ones the ones that we're talk Milton and I are talking about are Harmony, which is the normal ones, and they're in the big. The yeah. big six pack, right? Yeah, that are all together. Yeah, right. and the foliage, the foliage looks good. It's what we normally expect, but we would have expected six weeks ago. Oh, okay. But the, but the problem with that is you can't tell which are double and which are single. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Mr. Peterson uh, used to travel. The guy that grows all of our transplants around here uh, used to travel to different countries and everything. He went to Japan on a, on a I think, TNLA, uh, Texas Nursing Association, a tour. And he said that they were, that the Japanese have a way to tell by the foliage uh, whether, which are double and which are single. Huh. But never, we never could, <laughs> he never could explain it to Paul Cossop or, or myself or uh, and Rodney Peterson how to do that. But uh, he says they have a way to figure that out before before they bloom. But that'll have to go the way of the goose. I've been trying to talk talk about uh, Calvin's Christmas tree article mm -hmm. in, uh, in the paper. And, uh, and I want to read one thing he wrote, which I think is absolutely right. Um, let's see. I lose it every time. I find it and lose it. <laughs> let's see. You think he's lost it? I think I've lost <laughs> think it, literally. Well, people say that. Figuratively, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did they know? <laughs> uh -oh. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we, we, we go. All right. Be alert to the reality that a living Christmas tree with soil and roots is heavy so enlist plenty of help and have the right equipment handy. 
Plan where you are going to plant the tree after the holidays and have the hole dug and ready for planting early. Now, that's, that's a critical step if you live in the outskirts of San Antonio or even in the hill country because it's going to take you a while if you do it by hand to dig that hole. No. And in, in, I, I used to plant uh, uh, Yopon holly and Burford holly in front of my house, and it took me uh, two to three hours to dig a hole for a gallon-sized container using a, a rock-chipping bar. Hmm. Because I live on solid rock, and uh, the digging a hole in this area <laughs> is is a challenge. So you've got from that if you were going to get a living Christmas tree, you want to look at the size of the ball that you're going to have to plant and start digging now. Because Kevin says uh, you only want to keep them in the house. Oh no, that was in traces. Right up. Yeah, Trace mentioned that he he was he thinks it's best if it's less than a week, like two or three right, days. Right, right, right. I I kind of um, had fair good luck with three weeks. Um, they yeah. Seem, they seem to do fine. Of course, if you can if you decorate, set them up on the patio, front or back, and then decorate them there. Yeah, then that's then then you don't have to worry about that. It's yeah. less less of a problem. But um, but you, yeah, you gotta you gotta have the the location plan. You gotta know that the <laughs> tree is gonna fit because we're talking, you know, we're, we're talking Arizona cypress, Aleppo pine, mm -hmm. uh, things that are get big and uh, that that prosper. They'll, they'll be. Even when the the soil is uh, rocky, like Jerry's talking about, they're still going to survive. Yeah. Now, if you got the loblolly pine, no, it won't <laughs> last long. You uh, you uh, you want to keep in mind that uh, you don't want you you what you dig out of the hole. That sort of that rocky hole. It may be rocks and whatever. But that's what you need to put back around the tree. You don't need to put potting mix around it. You don't need to put uh, ro uh, root growing uh, products around it. You just need to put it in your wonderfully dug hole and uh, just rake the, the dirt or rocks or whatever that you picked out of the hole uh, around it. And these, and watered they, in. these trees, one of the reasons we recommend them are that they're they're tough. I yeah, mean, that's uh, what Ari they come out of. Yeah, Arizona yeah. cypress is it's a native to Texas. Um, well, they call it Arizona cypress if it's native well, to Texas because it's mostly in Arizona and Mexico, but it's down there. It's over in the west too. Oh, okay. And uh, Deodar cedar, of course, isn't, isn't native, but it's uh, seems to be pretty darn tough and responsive. At least the ones that are grown in my neighborhood are. And, uh, and you just need a hole so the the root ball can fit in there, just a big enough for the root ball. To yeah, it doesn't doesn't have to be a uh, yeah big hole. Eight eight feet in diameter or anything. That's a, that's one of the advantages of a 
self-contained uh, living Christmas tree too. The root ball is self-contained. There you go. Relatively small. Mm-hmm. And uh, <coughs> you these these cedars and stuff. They need a little bit of water, and definitely when you plant it, you need to water it in real well, settle the soil around the roots. But uh, as far as keeping it hydrated, um, they they don't really need a lot of water once they get uh, – you're trying to get the roots out into that rocky soil. Yeah, and if you're looking, they, looking for a conifer in a, in a xeriscape landscape – Mm-hmm. Uh, they're some of your best choices. Yeah, but uh, the problem is, <laughs> if you don't water them at all, uh, they don't wilt. Oh no, they don't wilt. So they you have tell no you idea. To water them same way with hollies uh, that we recommend so highly. They don't wilt. So if you let them dry out, they drop the needles or drop the leaves on hollies and stuff. So I'd say once once you have it planted and watered in, probably water it every what two weeks, two to three weeks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for, for once a week for a little while, and then and then you're talking about that first summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when it comes up, you start getting hot. Yeah. But during the, through that the should, winter. Yeah, that should do it. That should do it. Do it well. Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867. We'll take this opportunity to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to oh, Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. Calvin said you had stocks. I'm pretty sure I have six packs. Yeah. Um, so that's great. That's what he's been waiting for. Yeah, he has been waiting for that. That and coffee. <laughs> 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 he's a man of few wants, but uh, he knows he knows what he wants. Coffee and stocks and uh, snapdragons or sweet peas. No, he's a sweet pea guy, too. Mm-hmm. All right, 210-308-8867. Got lots of folks to help you here, so 210-308-8867, the number to call. Yes, sir. Anything <laughs> else, anything uh, we we didn't cover? We got uh, next week's event. We do. Santa. And uh, hopefully we're greeting everybody Merry Christmas. Okay. So we, we are a Merry Christmas store. We're okay. Not, we're not a Happy Holidays. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. So I had to uh, emphasize that this morning. Okay. So <laughs> Merry Christmas to everybody. Everybody. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, Have you got plenty of weed-free zone? Oh, uh, nothing says Christmas like weed-free zone. I, I have weed-free zone. Uh-oh. Well. Why are you? I saw my first wildflower. This morning, and blooming you want, and yellow. You want to spray it with weed free zone? It's yellow, bloom blooms yellow, and it's tall, beautiful like that. It's so so. Let's, let's kill it with weed free zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, 
I was looking at with Neil Spears stuff. Here comes Kelly. Broadleaf weed killer spray on a sunny, warm, and relatively still day to kill cool season broadleaf weeds before winter moves in. Now, the reason we haven't been talking about weed-free zone for a while, it has to be cool, right? 40 to 85. 40 to 85. Okay. And uh, the weeds the weeds have to be growing actively. Yes, they do. And so, so the foliage can uptake the product. And no rain for the first day or two. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't hurt the grasses. Yeah, St. Augustine. As long as, you, as long as you meet that temperature window and you don't, and you mix it correctly, and, and you're right. Yeah. I mean, well, what do you mean by if as long as you meet the weight? Uh, you mean it's not too hot? Right. Not, not too hot. Not too hot. cold. Not going to be too hot from now. Could be too cold. <laughs> But people probably won't be out there spraying it if it's too cold. If you tell them it's okay, they'll do it. <laughs> Actually, the week's forecast is uh, a little more rain today and tonight. Then tomorrow, high near 66, low around 42. So that's a good window, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. All right. Monday, if you want to get out, 68 is the high, 44. 70 on Tuesday. 54 on uh, uh, the, for the low. And then 71 to 55 on Wednesday. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, so the, the next week is perfect for this. <laughs> the, uh, uh, does Weed Freeze don't have uh, 2,4-D? That's one of the ingredients. One of the ingredients, okay. But it's not the kind of drifts. We, you know, uh, the old products were 2,4-D. Uh, well, there's really not uh, anything that... If you spray it when it's windy, it's going to drift. Yeah. So yeah. that's the key is no wind and no rain, the right temperatures. Yeah. And I have found that it works better on new leaves rather than old leaves. Oh, yeah. So theoretically, I think I'd go mow everything down, wait a week or so, make sure you hit the temperature windows, and as they're leaping back out again, those new leaves take the product in much better. Yeah. And, and the good thing is it won't kill my uh, horse herb. Sure yeah. will. Will it? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Don't be saying that. That lady that listens. Evelyn's going to be Evelyn coming be over here in a minute buying I, out. I, I think I've told her this before. <laughs> well, the henbit and the chickweed has started to sprout. Oh, no. Yeah. So, uh, well, and the thistle. <laughs> that's and what, dandelions. That's what I've got. Thistle. Yeah. That's what I have. I, I need to go look for that. I ordered artichokes this week. I don't remember any oh. showing up. Uh-oh. You ordered what? Artichoke. Ar artichoke. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, you said, y'all said thistle, so it just popped into <laughs> my head. It kind of has that thistle. Squirrel. Thistle where, where are my artichokes? <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, I wanted to mention that to everybody. It's a relatively safe product and very effective product. So, uh, and you, you noticed, I don't know if in our neighborhood, at least, the uh, rescue grass and the annual bluegrass is sprouting up a storm. I'm afraid my annual bluegrass is going to be crowded out by my horse herb. Uh -oh. I got horse herb so thick. It's a mat. Yeah. It'll all and be gone first frost. And then you the, think so? Then the bluegrass will be beautiful green. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, the bluegrass, uh, the bluegrass and <coughs> rescue grass, I think, does better in the, the shady parts. Because I, uh, I kind of noticed that, yeah. too. The, oh, our... What's our what's our weed? Uh, 
Milton help us what, out. What are we? What are we talking? We were just talked about the horse herb. They're the horse talking herb. about their weed. Oh. <laughs> the hor- the yeah, horse herb. We're not in Colorado. Getting California, nervous. Guys. Yeah, I don't know what they're. Yeah, the horse herb is more dominant in the really the really thin soil and the mm-hmm. sunny. And if you get it in a little more shade, then you've got the the, the weedy grasses mm-hmm. that are com- they're coming up. At least at least in my neighborhood, they're coming up quick. Quick and looking good. I wish we could have something that would kill those weedy grasses out of the uh, horse herb. <laughs> so uh, she could, our, our lady, could Evelyn. Evelyn could have a pure stand of horse herb. Well, that would be great. So I bet there is. Poor Evelyn. Grass be gone. Or fusillate. Yeah, I bet that would work. I bet it good would. Good idea, Trace. Well, I bet I Evelyn. Don't, I don't want to upset Evelyn. I, well, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> Oh, I oh, do, she's uh, all. Uh, Terry has already upset her. So, <laughs> no, I don't want to alienate anybody. <laughs> Let's see. Didn't you say you had uh, some ryegrass? I do. In? I do have ryegrass to oversee the oversee the oversee the Bermudas, and uh, yeah. so uh, this is the pixie variety or Pantera. I think is the specific. That's right. You said it doesn't grow as much. Doesn't grow as tall. Doesn't grow as tall. So if you've ever grown rye before, when you mow it, which you have to mow every three days, it leaves those lawnmower swirlies. There you go. And (laughs) this isn't going to have to be mowed as often, and you don't see the swirlies as bad. There you go. The Bermuda grass is starting to show off color from the cool. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be at some – it's probably already less – Effective in terms of, of killing the grass, mm-hmm. uh, Bermuda grass, but it won't be long and it'll be almost, won't be affecting it at all. Yeah. Now, uh, we don't recommend overseeding St. Augustine, do we? The Extension Service does not. There you go. But you do? I, I refuse to answer that question. What? On the grounds that may incriminate. Trey. <laughs> <laughs> I guess people do it. People do do it. Now, one one grass that you did definitely sow a ryegrass in, and that's buffalo grass. I mean, you, it, you, it could, does, you could grow anything in buffalo grass except for <laughs> buffalo grass. <laughs> it does wonders. I never will forget the, when they did uh, uh, Fiesta Texas out there, that big entrance uh, that they have to Fiesta Texas. And uh, they planted all buffalo grass. I mean, acre an acre of it. All kinds of different ways they yeah. planted it. It's you remember that? Oh yeah, <laughs> test testing the most effective way to get it spread. In there the you go. And and because of course it goes dormant in the winter, if it if it's lived that long, and they overseeded all of that buffalo grass. For the winter, and it was it was nice looking buffalo grass during the winter because that had rye in it. But when that rye died back in the in the heat, I don't know what happened to the buffalo grass. God, God happened to that buffalo killed grass. killed it. <laughs> what did we? What did they? They changed the planting then afterwards. They would they just go to Bermuda? Yeah. Yeah. Well, most of the park I thought was uh, emerald zoysia. That's what I remember oh, seeing so, yeah, out there in the more tame areas. But yeah. on that slope, that uh, big area. Yeah, that uh, that was just Bermuda, I think. And the 
I, I think my buddy uh, Joe Bradbury had a lot to do with that, what they were planting out there. And I told him, I said, Joe, why in the hell did you put that buffalo grass out there? You know better than that. I said, well, you know, it conserved moisture and dry uh, grows in the dry weather. I said, yeah, but it looks like hell, wet or dry. Well, I don't want to speak poorly of uh, the the dead. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll just say it. So speaking of grass, okay. uh-huh. uh, are you still, is the weather changed sufficiently that uh, you were, we were asking you this each week, and fungus was something that people came in and were talking about. Is uh, well, This is people, perfect conditions. Oh, it is perfect conditions for fungus? They're, they're like, yeah, you bet. Yeah, uh, somebody was talking to me, and they described it perfectly. Circles of... Uh, I think this is right. Circles of, yes, of dead grass that just kept getting bigger. Yeah, there you go. That's what. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Hmm. And so, what do we recommend? The <laughs> F stop. I always stop with start with F stop. Okay. And 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 Don, you get out there and shower in the yard or what? No, I don't. I, I, I don't shower naked in the yard. <laughs> it's just Jerry. Hey. You've had so many people move away from that neighborhood. I don't know why, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, Maybe it's that's I interesting. So, it in the front and are you start still getting questions about it? Oh, yeah, just not as many as, uh, as okay. before. Everybody started once we got closer to the holiday. They just focused on something. They focused on decorating. When will it go dormant? What temperature does it take for it just to go dormant? And what grasses? Well, like they're, all, they're all different. So, so different. Well, like Saint Augustine. So that, in my mind, Saint Augustine doesn't go dormant. It just fights the cold all the way to the death. Oh wow. Okay. Well, and they. Yeah, even when, even folks that are inclined to say it goes dormant, they say it gets semi ugly. dormant. It gets ugly. Yeah, semi <laughs> semi dormant. Okay. Bermuda is going to go dormant. Now the surprise that I had last year is we did my daughter's yard in Emerald Zoysia. Oh, it goes. And it stayed ninety percent green even through the did it snowmageddon. Wow. Well, mine I used to have uh, uh, zoysia two types of it, and mine was, you know, really changed and went dormant and mm-hmm. it was was kind of on kind of a, sl- a slope it was it's a wonderful uh, grass and uh, easy to manage oh yeah uh well is st augustine the only one that gets the fungus well, every grass has its own t- its own issues well, yeah. oh, okay but yeah. it's f- st augustine is more pr- well is prone to brown patch whereas the other ones okay zoysia no. has rust yeah that it gets and then of course <laughs> Bermuda's fairy ring and all kinds huh. of weird stuff. I know you're going to Google that. I'm going to Google in a second. I'm, just, I'm still looking for Robert's email. <laughs> the, uh, Maybe you should ask him to send it again. Robert, Robert send, it, send again. it again. You know, If the, you don't have the email address or you're not sure about it, Al has it back at the station. A lot yeah. of the Zorges were bred and uh, uh, increased in Nebraska, up in Nebraska. They had actually a turf specialist up there that was working in Nebraska with the Zorges. And so they, I don't, th- I don't think they'll freeze. Hmm. Most of the Zorges. Oh, well, no, they go dormant. Yeah, they go dormant, but they don't freeze. I had Meyer and then the uh, the little, the real fine one. Well, up, up north, don't they use the Zorges on the putting greens? Yeah. Uh, like yeah, we, right, like we yeah. use TIF 419. Right. Yeah, fairy ring looks like crop circles. Yep. Okay, I can see that. Looks like a popsicle? Crop circles. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got to get my hair in age. 
tearing up there. <laughs> okay. So, the funny know, part is it always looks better in the middle. So as your ring gets bigger, it seems like your inside oh. looks better. Well, yeah, actually it does. It's like the and sometimes your rings are not really clearly rings. They get you know kind of half half circles. Or in my yard, in my neighborhood with the, the slopes, they a lot of folks put those um, blocks, you know, the metal and mm -hmm. the, the wood, and and then water backs up, and that's where the where this time of the year where the where the fungus always appears. Yeah. Well, that brown patch, it's uh, yeah, it's by by the gates where the traffic is, put gates to the backyard. Well, you remember that year when we. We actually, uh, one of the contractors, landscape contractors, that showed the footprints. Right, right, right. Across three lines. I've seen pictures of that on the internet. Yeah. But, uh, and that's why we, we or, or if you got a lot of brown patch, uh, you need to be careful when you mow your grass wet, if you have to mow it wet, because the lawnmower will uh, carry those spurs, yeah. spread those spurs. Even the wheels. I've, show I've seen the the wheel version of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so you got to be careful if some, somebody's mowing your grass uh, that they you don't let them mow <laughs> after, after it's moist, after the rains mm. have come, because it'll spread that brown patch to your yard. All right, 210-308-8867. We'll take this opportunity to take a quick break at 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, home of San Antonio's most beautiful Christmas trees, right here on 930 AM, The Answer. Stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney, stuck in my chimney. Santa Claus got stuck in my chimney when he came last year. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer: 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call while we got some time to answer your questions at 210-308-8867. Or come on by Millburgers at 1604 and Bolvardi Road. They don't. Call until the last fifteen minutes. I know. Well, we're we're we're, we're, we're there. What's that? How long have you been doing this show? Not I know. That's when everybody that. calls, and then we got to like rush them through. So <laughs> so call now with that, that thing try, that's bothering you. You could continue to try to change. I am the hopeful audience. that they will. I want them to have as much time as possible. Uh huh. Okay. All right. What, you, what else you got over there? Keep I'll keep trying. trying. <laughs> uh, it says. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, I was talking about weed-free zone earlier, mm -hmm. and I, I, if I get a chance, I'll bring my wildflower that wild flowers that have come up in my yard tomorrow, so y'all could enjoy the beauty of them. Mm. But anyway, uh, I got to take a picture of our yard of uh, one person in our neighborhood. I guess they're mums. Their big old yellow blooms are huge, and it's just they're 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 as thick as carpet. I'll take a picture. Where I almost is, thought it was where fake. Where is this? Uh, it's my neighborhood. I'll I'll show you. I'll bring a picture tomorrow. Is it too late for mums? The flowers are that big? Yeah. I'll take a picture of the flower. 
You're killing me. Now. But they got big dogs, so I got to be careful. <laughs> anyway, we talked about the broadleaf weed killer. And definitely, if you don't know what a broadleaf weed is, now it's anything that's green. Oh, at this time of year? Yeah, at this time of the year. And uh, the good news is the little the seedlings that are ones that are just sprouted are green too. They look like a blue bonnet, a plant. And don't be don't be spraying this uh, weed free zone oh. where you have blue bonnets. Oh dear. <laughs> or Crawford lettuce. Well, it's a weed. <laughs> That's right. It's a Texas state weed. You've got to be respectful. Like I told you about those pecan trees that you were recommending again. What happened? <laughs> Look how he denied it. He's acting like he can't hear. Oh, God. He, he tried to trick me with that years ago. <laughs> when he would pass out on the bathroom floor and I'd have to <laughs> go in and sit there and the talk about it. Okay, if, any, if he asks, I passed out in the... <laughs> <laughs> that didn't stop me, though, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway... Uh, also, and Calvin's this week in the garden, he says it's a good time to cut down unwanted thorny seedlings from uh, spiny hackberry. Spiny hackberry. Yeah. The, the Is that what you call all hackberries? Spiny no, hackberry? no. There's a, there's a hackberries that uh, have those thorns that uh, they used to be, we used to celebrate them at uh, Mitchell <laughs> Lake because the they're good uh, cover for the birds, you know, a nesting area. Thank and goodness I don't have thorny hackberry. I got enough of the regular well, hackberry. They, they kind of drive me crazy. That's why, I, <laughs> because they, if they're if you got an area where they're where they sprout, yeah, um, they, they're you sharp. Go in and peel and you, pull you, the you weed. know, yeah. If you're out there, you, you talk about your team. Yeah, then you'll you'll for sure hear somebody. <laughs> yelling as they get stuck right through their gloves. Oh, jeez. Um, but, you know, it's a little, they don't get real large. No. But they they send out, a, they have a lot of uh, sprouts. sprouts out there, yeah. Oh, speaking of sprouts, mm -hmm. I was excited uh, this week because uh, I went out to uh, work in well, to find a place to plant those uh, uh, flocks that I got, the fanic flocks. But, uh, and I really hadn't been out to look at my uh, big citrus tree, Satsuma tree. It's a uh, Okitsu, I believe, pretty sure it is. And we cut we cut all the, cut the dead stuff uh, it was over the roof so we cut it all pretty well back to the that main branches the big thick uh rootstock well the big thick branches and uh i just figured it was dead i was gonna have to cut it all the way down i went out last week oh well thirsty i guess and that thing has those big branches, big stalks sprouts? that are left, got sprout, uh, sprouts all up and down. Oh, that's good. So it's alive. Yeah. Yay. And uh, 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 but the problem is, uh, 
you know, it's, it doesn't have one main stem coming up. That big, big uh, trunk has got little, but got uh, little lit stems coming out all up and down it, all the way to the point of where we cut it back. So I'm, <laughs> I'm well, thinking we should have waited. Well, you can see how people get a little kind of get flabbergasted when they're faced with that kind oh, of yeah. situation. Uh, where, how do I declare which is the main stem <laughs> and how should I manage it? You yeah. Know? And because uh, they, I'm there. They and that's where well. I am. Yeah, they, they go <laughs> and well. I, I guess I'm going to just leave it uh, through the winter. How yeah. you, you, you might have to make a decision, too, how you're going to protect yeah. parts of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we mentioned that on last weekend's program that if you've got a, a young sprout coming up from your uh, freeze-damaged citrus and it doesn't have thorns on it, if it's got thorns on it, you might as well cut it to the ground, pull it, bid dig it up. But if it doesn't have thorns on it, you need to protect that young growth that new growth from the winter cold because it'll be very susceptible to cold because yeah. it's growing so fast because yeah they're right, right now they're just oh yeah straight up sp uh, sprouting and and <laughs> they're not thinking about hardening off they're uh -uh. thinking about putting some yeah. growth on and uh even uh light hard freeze kill them yep first we uh, we keep mentioning this those freezes that come at the first of the winter, the Christmas time freeze yeah. Jerry talked about, they're the ones that do the most damage. Even when they're um, slightly below freezing, they can do a lot of damage. Yeah. Uh, you know, compared to, we saw that, we even saw that in our February freeze that was so record-setting kind of length and mm -hmm. uh, yeah. low temps, but st still a lot, of, a lot of plants survived that we wouldn't think would. Yeah. Survive. Yeah, just like Milton was saying, you know, kiss don't, him goodbye. No, I wasn't saying that. I was saying, don't kiss him goodbye. <laughs> I bet it comes back. Cool. <laughs> you never go out and live that, Milton. No, I didn't say it. You might as well accept it. Did not accept it. You're famous. Somebody's that. trying to push their saying <laughs> off on me and their insensitivity to that poor woman. But anyway, uh, I guess I'll have to put some... some uh, wrap it in something or whatever and i hope those sprouts make it through and i may have citrus again in that'd be great two or three years okay maybe but uh we'll see so trace what are you recommending to your customers that are buying i know a lot of them are buying citrus trees are you t recommending they plant plant them in the ground put them in um, half whiskey barrels or d does it depend on selection it's going to depend on which one they're they're picking um i mean obviously i'd even on the satsumas at this point if i could convince them to wait till march to plant it i probably would but uh i mean yeah. my my satsuma had no problems just with enough protection so yeah, yeah. six degrees was okay so uh, yeah but, but, uh, but if they want to do a lemon or a lime or something like that i'm, I'm going to say the answer is never plant it in the ground Read an article that somebody wrote on plantinsurance.com. <laughs> Did I say that? 
Who are, that must have so, been Larry Stein. Said, Don't plant in the ground and kiss it goodbye is what he <laughs> said in that article, wasn't it? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's one thing that you didn't get from your boss, well, how to protect them. Well, so, so we didn't sell a lot of citrus back in the day. Oh, well, that's true, too. Well, Orange was the only one that had a few. But uh, let's see, what was it? Mr. Wester used to get really upset about whether I think I was, was wondering which boss he yeah. <laughs> yeah, which one he was referring to. Uh, uh, that's the trouble when you got that long history like that. He, he hated he he hated a mild winter because a lot of stuff would make it through, and they wouldn't buy people wouldn't buy it. So uh, <laughs> well, we did always hope for a good cold spell, but when we were empty. Yeah. So, you know, once the Christmas trees were gone uh, <laughs> and before we restocked, it could get any temperature he wanted it to, anybody he wanted it to. But he didn't want to make it through the to spring. You know. Of course. I don't know what which, which I, I remember him specifically talking about one one plant that uh, an annual, I think. I'm, uh, my assumption would have been either a begonia or Mexican heather. He loved Mexican heather. Right, <laughs> right. Or love to sell Mexican heather. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, we didn't finish our. Uh, uh, we got sidetracked on spiny hackberries. You know what a spiny hackberry is? No, not at all. Uh, me either. Calvin's the only one that's ever heard of those. Really? Uh. I guess it must must be if you run in the. You lost me at hackberry. Yeah. Cut it down. The birding area. I was going to see if, if, if I got a uh, on my computer. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You got a computer in your pocket. The second I heard Hackberry, is like uh, cut vine and stump killer. There you go. And that's what Calvin wrote. Spiny or not. This week in the garden. And uh, they're the neat thing. Well, not the neat thing, but uh, the seedling Hackberries still have their leaves. Now, the older Hackberry plants... Have kind of, kind of start shedding, but those little seedlings that are coming up in your, in your, uh, in my, in my uh, Asian, ja we're well, not Asian jasper. <laughs> He's not gonna find that spider, spider head here. <laughs> uh, Won't stop him from trying. No, he and Siri are talking it out. <laughs> Did we ever get our picture? No. And Robert was calling about the email address and had to go, so I don't think he got it. Robert, it's Milton at KLUP.com. M I L T O N. Okay, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's just this one. Also. Oh, now they're sharing spiny hackberry pictures. <laughs> but anyway, go go ahead and. Yeah, anybody on, in the audience, too, that uh, is, deals with spiny hackberry. You're the only one, call. Calvin. You're the only one. I'm no, sorry. I know. I know the Mitchell Lake folks deal with it a lot. Because <laughs> the birds. That's why the member they planted it there. Yeah, probably so. They're cursing it's his name. Spiny, no. ha <laughs> spiny hackberry. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A society. Is there a spiny hackberry society? Uh, must be. Could, could be. Yeah, two, two members, Milton and somebody over. At yeah, Calvin and uh, somebody at Mitchell Lake that liked it. Oh yeah, I did say Milton. Yeah, it's okay. That's I don't. Right. I don't think I you want. You answered a lot of things. I don't think I want spiny hackberry. Do I? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, you, the only place you'd want it is if it's in a uh, wildlife habitat. But okay. it's, very, it's very difficult to manage because of those <laughs> thorns. And it's spreading. Yes. 
and that's that's why in my in my neighborhood we target it <laughs> with the uh, cut vine and stump killer. Yeah, even worse than the regular hackberry. I bet Remedy would take care of it. I bet, yeah, it, if you I could, bet it would. If you could spray, yeah, if you could spray it with yeah. getting everything else. Uh, anyway, Kevin says to use uh, uh, on the regular hackberries, which I have the world supply of. <laughs> uh, the uh, you can use the you can make the cut. It takes two people to do this. One person to make the coat cut, and the other to dab on the cut vine and stump killer, so they won't re-sprout. He believes it has to be done immediately. I I agree. Okay, <laughs> I concur. Well, okay, because otherwise you, you lose it. You lose the. You don't remember where it was at. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You wait too long, it seals over and it doesn't do as good a job. <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, I think that was. Yeah. yeah. Both of those were reasons. It's like, it's like picking blackberries. It's a two-person job. There you go. That's one, right. One person picks and eats, and the other person cuts it's, the stem. It's hard to believe. <laughs> it's hard to believe, Milton. But I swear, you cut them and half you lose. You yeah. Oh, half yeah. Them, even when they're substantial. <laughs> well, I didn't follow your advice and the. Uh, what do we have uh, Legustrum, on the Legustrum? And some of them are dead. I, so some of them are successful with cut vine, and some now they're back. It works, and it works. Interesting enough, when they're dormant, uh, I've I've used that stump vine. Uh, oh, that's interesting too. Killer in and, Tennessee and, and in if December. You've, if you've had an instance where they come back after putting that on there, the odds are. It didn't come back from that. There was just more See, seeds in the ground. Oh, well, no, this is actually on the limbs. Yeah, because the Augustum will have lots of different yeah. stems. Hey, Trace, we got about 40 seconds left. I'm going to let you in to inviting people to come over and get their Christmas stuff here. Merry Christmas. Okay, that's it? Okay. So what, what if, would a Millburgers tree give them a Merry Christmas? Of course. How about a Millburgers ca Christmas cactus? Of course. What about a poinsettia for <laughs> Millburgers? Okay. All those things are here at Millburgers now. We'll talk more about cyclamen, it tomorrow. Cyclamen, cyclamen. Yeah, lots of cyclamen and stuff. We'll be out on the porch tomorrow unless it snows. <laughs> and uh, so you can come visit us and ask your gardening question in and person. And tomorrow we'll talk about meat-eating vulture bees. On 930 a.m., The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.